Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening. This is Robert A. Wilson with Cowboy Wisdom Radio and, and Cowboy Wisdom. Tonight, my guest is Carly Alisa Thorne. And Carly is a speaker, author, business consultant, producer, and director. Carly is all about link, locally, connect, globally, conscious business collaboration, social we media, and weed leadership. Born in 1964, Carly has spent the last 25 years mapping out a detailed blueprint from years of sculpting, integrating, refining, continually educating herself in and working in the areas of multi-sensory psychology, theology, philosophy, communication, business, multimedia, and the entertainment industry. Carly immersed herself in self-improvement seminars, home study courses, then applying them first on herself, then with clients, based on some of the teachings she learned from people she considers mentors, such as T. Harv Ecker, Mark Victor Hansen, Bob Berg, Chris Howard, Stephen Thayer, Dr. Sue Mortar, Dr. Ted Mortar Jr., Dr. Ted Mortar Sr., Doreen Virtue, Carlene, Carolyn Miss, Greg Braden, and then also interviewing many brilliant minds. Carly has also interviewed speakers and authors and businesses of all levels. Bob Berg, Brian Tracy, Dondi Chumacy, Mark Sandberg, Larry Wingett, Marcy Shemoff, Robin Jay, Mitchell Levy, Catherine, Ryan, Hyde, and so many more. Carly lived her life from paying it forward, the ripple effect, mentally each and every day. Carly believes that life is all about sharing collaborations and teamwork. Carly lives her life to empower, inspire, motivate, and educate others. Carly is passionate about conscious business collaboration, the entertainment of the mind, body, business, and spirit as it all interconnected, Carly's personal and business coaching teaches the blending and bridging of the East and the West in a grounded, applicable way. Without any further ado, I want to welcome Carly to the show. Welcome, Carly. Oh, my goodness. I did not expect you to read that whole thing. (laughs) Well, I want people to know there there was a brilliant person. And a wise person. I give that to people so that they can get a sense and they can extract what, you know, because everyone interviews me for different things. I'm like, I give that to them. They go, okay, we're going to talk about this. So they pull this out. I never expect anyone to read that whole thing. Oh, my goodness. Anyways, it's so wonderful to be back with you, and I hope you've had a wonderful week. So how are you doing? I'm doing very excellent. You're my guest. Life don't get better than that. And what's new and exciting with you? Well, I've been I've been kind of having fun. I because I do you know so many things. I'm always um, dealing with speakers and authors. I also love to um, I do I film a lot of um, PSAs, which are public service announcements, which is another way I give back. Which is I do a lot for mental health and dealing with veterans and dealing with suicide and you know some heavy issues as well. Um, then the other side that you know, you know I produce and direct, I also like to do some playful things. So I'll do a lot of filming of shorts where I get to act and play. So lately I've been doing a lot of playing. So I just got done filming a lot of different shorts where I got to play detective and 
you know, all these other little fun things. So my last couple of weeks has been fun. I got to play a little. So um, that's been a lot of fun for me, just having some downtime and some playtime. But how does playtime open up other things for you, Carly, so you get new insight even to yourself and into the world itself? Well, because, you know, a lot of people know me. I've had 35 surgeries. I've almost died twice. I grew up with massive sexual, verbal, and physical abuse. So when you're tapping into characters, when you're acting, that's why I, I actually picked up acting. Was It was a way for me to actually process and heal all the stuff that I went through. And when you're diving into all these different characters when you're acting, you're tapping into the parts of yourself where there's many things are happening. One is you're still healing different facets of yourself. You're, you know, you're, even though I've done a ton of work on myself, I'm not perfect. I still have my meltdowns. I still sometimes get angry or sad or whatever, you know, whatever's happening, right? And when you're going into all these different characters, there's always another nuance or another layer that comes up or you go deeper into something and something may come up for you. So when you're acting, all those things are happening. So it's beautiful. Another onion peel. I look at life as, as I always look at life like an onion. There, there's always another, another layer that's peeling. Um, there's always another level of, as I would call it, the oasis where, you know, some tears may come up or there may be some sadness that comes up or a part of you that you may some shed some tears that you're actually letting go of another layer. So acting is a beautiful place for that. And it's also, um, in all the acting that I do anyway, I'm always meeting different cast members and different producers and directors. So it's another way of networking. And, and because of what I do, people are always asking me, like, wow, you know, how did you go through that? And then they're connecting with other people going, you know, you would be a great person to help this person because, you know, you have gone through that and we see that you've, you're, like, you know, you're still standing, you're still alive, you know. So that puts me in contact with another organization where I then go to get help other people. Um, that's how I got in contact to do this um, public service announcement um, for veteran suicide, which, my God, we got over 650 views in one day on Facebook, which, I, you know, from my point of view, hell, you know, that literally, from my point of view, it, it reached 600 people, you know, and it was like in one hour, right? And then that went viral, and now it's someplace else. And then that put me in contact with someone else who put me on to another, you know, so to me, like I said, it, the paying it forward, it, to me, it isn't the paying it forward piece. It's the ripple effect that I create from whatever I do. So my acting world actually collaborates on my other worlds. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And then when I'm like Bob Burke posted this beautiful piece today on, um, he was interviewing someone on uh, giving value. And it wasn't just a giving value piece that they were talking about. It was also fast decision-making. And I posted a comment on, yeah, I, one of the things I love to do personally was I like to take clients to restaurants. You want to know why? Because I like to see how they order. Because when I'm watching my clients order, like when I'm building teams, how they order tells me if they're fast decision makers. And Bob wrote back in my comment, he wrote, wow, I've heard of you know, team members bringing their teams out to see how they treat, their, treat the servers. Because obviously, I'm also looking at that as well, right? Because you want to know how your team members treat servers, right? Are they polite to them? Are they mean to them? Do they leave them, you know, what type of tip do they leave their servers? But I'm looking at how they order. Are they, like, hemming and hawing? Are they taking forever to order something? Or are they fast decision makers? Because in business, I, one of the reasons why I love Bob Burke so much and all the people that he interviews and his whole get, go-giver program and all the things that he teaches and his books and everything is because he really promotes value and providing good value and good service and, all, and authenticity and all these things is 
and love all those. I love how important all those things are. And also fast decision-making because our clients want to know someone can actually take charge and make a decision. They just do. I wouldn't want to work with someone who it's going to take forever to make a decision. Why? Because that doesn't tell, it tells me that there's, they're going to take forever not only to make a decision, but there's also other pieces to that. For me, is, by the way, this is, I am not speaking for Bob Burke here. I am not. I'm speaking what I feel. I, I just say I love Bob Burke because I love all his values and his teachings and his books and all that, and I'll promote the heck out of him. But, and I'm also not answering for him. Okay, I just want to make that very clear because, you know, I don't, don't ever want to speak for another speaker. But anyways, what I'm saying for me anyways, for me, why I want to know someone to make a fast decision is because if, if I'm at a restaurant and they're taking forever to order, for me that means if we're in a big business deal and they're taking forever to, and they're hemming and hawing on something, that to me is a very weak point, right, because it could actually blow a deal. I need to know someone can stand up and take accountability for something, and when something is a really tense moment, that no matter how much adrenaline is running, they need to be able to make a really quick decision in an intense situation. Does that make sense? Totally. Right. You said so something. It, go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 absolutely. Go ahead. Well, something you said way back in, and something that I, I, I experienced myself, you know, whatever goes in in kind of an unsavory, painful way is going to come out. But isn't it, and what I heard, and the question is, doesn't it take courage to look at yourself and realize the whole world has experienced something like that? And when you release it, you open other people up and give them the courage to release it? Oh, absolutely. I, and another reason why I speak about my life is because most people sleep shit under, excuse my language, but they do. They sleep stuff under the carpet. God forbid anyone knew that they were raped or that, you know, this happened to them or that happened to them or they declared bankruptcy or, you know, whatever bad thing might have happened in their life or made them look in their point of view weak or whatever that is for them, right? Um, and here's the thing with that. If you're not willing to cop to your flaws or cop to stuff that's happened to your life, that actually portrays, by the way, it does portray weakness. But here's the thing. It also portrays deceit. So if you're not willing to be honest with your clients or people, it's not like you go around broadcasting, hey, this happened to me, hey, this happened to me, hey, this happened to me. However, if you're also not willing to be honest with someone, if someone does ask you a question or they do ask you about your life, then they're not going to trust you. So you don't go around broadcasting it. However, it could be part of your message or it could be part of your bio or it could be you know, a book that you write about as to why you are where you are. Now, I use this as a platform because it's like, hey, if I can have 35 surgeries and I can go through X, Y, and Z, and I can still be standing and do what I do, hell, you can do it. Okay, you know, I'm 52 years old. I'm still doing a lot of things and blah, 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 right? So it's like, hey, if I could do it, so can you. Now, I also look around every, every person I meet and shake their hand and go, hey, guess what? By the way, I've been through blah, 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 blah. That, you know, that's not what I do, right? Now, if I get interviewed about it, obviously I talk about it. But it's not like the first thing I do, shake someone's hand and go blah. It's kind of like if you, another analogy I use a lot is you're dating. How many women lie about their age? Why? Like seriously. To me, if I meet someone, if you're willing to lie about your age, what else are you willing to lie about? If you're willing to lie about something so innocuous, are you, I mean, that, that just tells me, my God, are you, willing to, are you willing to lie about something big? Why? I wouldn't trust you. 
we, we as human beings tend to lie about things that are so stupid. Like, why? It's your age. Are you seriously that? Like, it's like, I'm 52. Okay, I'm 52. You either like them, like like you know, like me, or you don't. Are you really gonna not like me, or not want to date me, or not want to be with me? Because I'm 52. Oh well, next. We have to be willing to have enough courage to stand up and be who we are, regardless of whatever we've been through. No matter what we look like in the moment, we need to really start loving ourselves for who we are, and not care what people think. I mean, you know, it's 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 not always pretty. It's not always easy, and and you know, we just need to be who we are. And that's very true. But a lot of people, when they're judging you for, or let's say they're judging somebody for what they went through, they're afraid to admit they went through about the same thing. Don't you feel? True. But here's the thing. We're having this interview on, on you know, Blog Talk Radio. We, just by us talking about what we're talking about, you never know who's listening. You know, what I have found is there's always someone somewhere who really need to hear whatever it is that we're talking about, honestly, and who's actually then in that moment going, oh, my God, I'm not alone. How many times we've read a book and we're going, oh, my God, I've been through that. We all think we've never been through something. We all think we're alone. We all think we're the only one who's experienced X until we hear someone talking about it, until we read it in a story, until we hear it on TV, until we see it in a magazine, until we read it in a book. We all feel that we're the only one who's been through X or we're the only one who's done X until we hear it somewhere. We're just, you know, that type of people in general. We, we're all kind of closeted, mysterious people in some ways until we do hear it somewhere. And that's why I encourage everybody to write their story, write, you know, write a Kindle, write a quilt book, write an e-book. Because here's the thing, your voice is going to reach a certain audience because you have a certain style, a certain tone, a certain body language. I have a certain tone, a certain body language, and each of us are individuals. And guess what? We resonate with a certain population or a certain audience or a certain people. And, and whether people believe in resonance or energy or law of attraction or, or whatever you believe in, those people are going to be attracted to certain people. It's just the way it is. It's like when you shake someone's hand, why is it when you shake someone's hand, you instantly love them or hate them and you have no idea why? It, you know, is there an explanation for it? Not really. Have you not experienced that when you've gone up to someone and you shake their hand and you have no idea why? But you'd be like, oh, my God, I love this person. Or, oh, my God, I don't trust this person. I don't like this person. Or you meet someone and you go, oh, my God, I feel like I've known them 100 years. There's no explanation for it. And have you not ever experienced that? Many, many times. And, you know, usually the first, you know, that impulse makes me really be aware and pay attention more. But since I got into the personal growth, I start understanding what I'm feeling more than I did before. Do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that, and it's really, there's no explanation for it, right? There's like, is there really nope. like a scientific explanation for it? No. So, again, that's why it's important that everybody uses their voice. You know, it's important, especially since we're all multi-sensory beings. Some people will never listen to us because they're, they're not audio people. That's why I also encourage people to do videos because some people will watch, but they won't listen. But they will watch. They like to, they like to watch and listen, but they won't listen to a podcast. Some people love to read. They're just bookworms. They'll read and read and read and read. 
that's why I encourage people on platforms nowadays and social media to write, write an ebook. You know, do a video, do a podcast, do the different multimedia things. We're multi-century beings and everybody's different. Some people, like I said, will read voraciously. Some people, because of technology, will be on the computer and, and they might be doing work on one computer on the other screen, they'll be having a video on the side. And they'll be listening and watching, like back and forth. So it's really important to use all the different sorts of media out there and get your voice out there and share. Share your story. Share your experiences. Share your philosophies. Share what, whatever it is for you. Because you'll be touching someone in some shape or form, and whatever that is, you'll be helping someone whether you know it or not. And Carly, when you, I know for me anyway, when I write about what, from something that's deep inside me and I put it on paper, it's like I release me to release the world. Do you feel that? Yes, it does. We're all helping each other. Yeah, I mean, when I write it to get rid of it in me, I actually free myself more when I I write about what I'm feeling rather than what I think people want to hear. Do you feel that? That's why I always talk about we are one, we're all interconnected. It's like I said, if you believe in energy and and sort of this planet being one, I truly do believe that we are, to me, I use it, my terminology is the ripple effect. I truly do believe that everything that we do in this world affects everybody. But again, and again, that's just my personal belief. We all have different values you know, it's kind of like my old, I say this a lot, it's kind of like how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Do you believe in destiny? Do you believe in karma? Do you believe in reincarnation? Do you believe there's fate? Do you believe, you know, you're born and there's free will? I mean, everyone has a different philosophy, you know, so it's kind of like depending on what that belief system is, it's kind of where you're at in terms of do you believe we're all connected? Do you believe we're all separate? You know, it's kind of like one of those really deep questions for any one individual and how they believe, you know, we are. And I personally believe we're all interconnected, kind of like that question when you shake someone's hand, you know, you feel like you've known them for a lifetime. Or my personal thing is kind of like, you know, the phone rings and you automatically know it's your mother or you know, your brother or you have that sense like something's happening to a friend or someone dies and you, you've had that kind of weird feeling and, you know, then you find out the person dies. So, and again, that's kind of like, you know, how far down the rabbit hole do you go? You know, are you the type of person, you know, are you more of a church religion person? Are you more of a spiritual person? And that's like, a, you know, a conversation that's an endless conversation because some people, you know, feel that's all woo-woo. Some people believe, you know, there's, you know, you know church is evil. So, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, it's an endless conversation. Yeah, and the call-in number to talk to Carly is 646- Seven eight seven eight one nine six. But I wanted to ask you, with the changing of the business environment, with the new what's coming up with the new administration, what do you see for that as a business consultant? How do you see people, businesses and entrepreneurs are going to expand, and what do you see going forward for them? You know, I personally feel like entrepreneurship is the way to go. I feel like, you know, self-employment is more and more the way people will be going. And especially with, you know, computers and technology constantly evolving, 
and you know, obviously with just I, I honestly I think with technology moving and people using the internet so much more, I think that people are just going to be going more and more in that direction. Um, you know, speakers more and more they they go out and speak, but yet most of their business is online. You know, they they do more books, they sell more. You know, they they actually go out and make a book, and then they go on a speaking tour. They get booked by corporations to speak. And and they do that. Obviously, there's there's kind of three facets to that. There's where there's a you know brick and mortar. That's a completely separate business. You know retail brick and mortar. Um, and then you've got the people that are doing uh, their their books and their speaking gigs and they're consulting. And that's all you know. They they write a book and then you know they they have their blogs and then they get you know there's that whole facet. Um, and they get their message out there and it, you know it's an evolving business where. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's a lot of people who are still doing MLM and selling products, and, you know, online is just huge. I mean, more and more people are, are buying online, and I think with technology out there, it's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, and yeah. consulting, you know, a lot of people consult, you know, around the world. They have clients all around the world, you know, obviously with Skype technology and all these webinar programs to do, you know, speakings and teachings and everything. I mean, there's so many programs out there. Um, you know, there's Google Hangout and there's Skype and there's a million, you know, other programs out there for doing webinars and seminars and um, there's just so many platforms. I mean, it's endless. I mean, um, I'm not the techie. I have people that do that. I am definitely not the um, – I'm very savvy when it comes to colors and multimedia and multi-sensory stuff. But when it comes to technology aspects, I mean, I'm a Mac girl all the way. However, I am not the, 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 the techie person, um, you know, so um, – Oh, yeah, that I lead to my techie team, not me. <laughs> I can relate to yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, it's very right. for me. So. Now, when I first started reading We Leadership, explain to people what the We Leadership is all about, because that really in, caught my interest. Think about this. Um, uh, okay, you can't have a conversation with I, can you? No. Okay, so you can't lead a team with I, can you? No. Okay, so a team is we, is it not? Very much so. I never use I when I'm working with around people, right. yes. It's always we. So so leadership has to be we <laughs> because it's, it's very – it's like drives me crazy. It's kind of like everything's about, well, I'm the CEO. Great. Like – like, I don't even get the whole thing. That's why I love there's a bunch of books out there, it's, you know, leading without a title. Yeah, like, why do you need a title? Why do I have to be the CEO? Like, you're seeing more and more now people when it says, because, you know, a lot of times when you go to put in a title, it, it automatically says CEO or CFO, and now you'll see people take CEO and they'll make a creative title out of it, right? You know, like, you know, it, it, it's like, why do I have to be CEO? Why does it have to be CFO? So people take a fun name and create one from it. And so the whole point is, why do I need a title, right? And so it it takes a we to create anything. There is no I without the we, literally. And team creates anything. So there has to be we. And we leaders get that it takes collaboration. And in order to get collaboration, by the way, you can't be the I. If, if you're going to be a leader in anything, if you're going to be sitting up there barking orders at people, guess what? It ain't going to work. 
I just won't. I mean, they'll hate you, they'll resent you, and they'll actually do stuff to sabotage. An actual good leader will, will literally sit down and actually invite people to actually teach you how to lead. Seriously. They, they'll literally make it more of a game to get everyone involved and saying, hey, how, how should we run this? You, you literally ask your team, how should I run the company? You ask them how to run the company. Getting them involved in, you know, processes and, like, you know, just the, the whole plan. Getting them involved in that and actually letting them think it's their idea on how to build the company or how to run the company. You know, and then obviously you're going to, you as a CEO are, are, are going to kind of refine it and tweak it and, you know, make sure that's the proper, you know, oversee it, in other words, okay? Um, so that obviously, because you're going to see see things a little more analytically and all that. So they're, you're getting involved in the creativity and the processes because they're going to see things that you're not going to see. And also, by the way, you want to make sure the team is balanced. You don't want all bean counters. You don't want all creatives. You don't want, you don't want all, like, um, there, there's a whole, there's a bunch of, uh, kind of like algorithms or whatever you want to call it, where you want a team where you want someone that's like you want someone that's a bean counter, right? You want someone who is the happy, positive cheerleader. You want someone that's the creative. You want someone that's the visionary. So um, there's kind of different programs that are teach you like how, the different types of people you want on a team. And then you have all those people kind of work on their kind of things they're really good at, and you bring them all to the table, and everyone's working on their stuff, and you bring it all together. Um, and, yeah, it has to be a we. And it's the same thing with why I have a program like called Social We Media. Social means two people having a conversation. It's like social media, great. Social We Media. It's supposed to be two-way conversation. There is no social without we, uh, unless I'm talking to myself. So we leadership is the same thing. It's a we conversation. It's a we teamwork collaboration. So that's the same thing why I created. You can notice, by the way, all my courses, anything I do is three words, trilogies. It's all about unity. It's about collaboration. You know, it's like love, peace, gratitude. You know, conscious business, conscious business collaborations. Why? I want the people to be conscious, aware, business. So conscious business. Why conscious business? I want people to be creating business consciously, and then I want them to do businesses that are collaborative. So people are collaborating consciously when they're doing business. But how many, you said something, and it all makes really, really, how many companies go broke because they don't use the weed leadership in their business? Or have I'm sure a lot because of, of that? I'm sure a lot of them. I mean, I've consulted on a lot of companies back in about 10 years ago. I worked on one particular company that was, um, I've flipped quite a few companies. My father was a before he passed away, that was his job. His job was to go into companies that were going um, going under. That were I really can't even say his name. My name has been changed for several reasons. But anyways, before my father died, he was quite famous, and he um, would take com- famous companies that were going under before their before their um, uh, what do you call it? the people that own stock in their companies would find out that they were getting ready to um, get in a lot of trouble. His job would be to go in and flip it. Not pretty good. Travel all over the world doing that. Um, anyways, um, so I, I've actually been consulted to go into companies and 
my job would be to go in. First, I'd go in when nobody was there, when, like, literally when everyone would leave the office, and I would literally go around office by office and check out just basically what the site looked like, organization-wise, just everything, because most people don't get, and people are going to laugh when they hear this. If, when I walk in a place and it's completely disorganized and it's like, you know, there's paper all over the place and every office looks like, you know, it's an actual disaster, that tells me a lot. Um, feng Shui or, you know, whatever you want to call it, um, actually really does play a major role also in stuff being chaotic. And when offices are chaotic, it actually is a mental distraction. also takes away a lot of time when... when when employees can't find stuff, you know, their time is wasted. Oh yeah. And there's studies Tons. on all of this stuff. There's there's actually studies on performance, time performance. When people when so anyways, my dad would go in and I hire a team and we actually would go in office by office and then I go back in the next day and I meet each employee one at a time and you know really find out from them if they like their job, they didn't like their job. I'd also meet them and interview them and find out what their quirks were, you know, what the positive traits were, what, you know, if they were actually a good fit to position, blah, 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 blah. And then we go in and we start, you know, literally, literally cleaning up the place. Like, I mean, throwing out tons of stuff and, you know, like reorganizing every single office. I mean, we, I mean, there's layers to this, but anyways, and we flip it um, and, you know, teach them how to run it correctly and find out where all the, you know, loopholes were and like what was going on. And yeah. Literally, you know, paint the place, get the, you know, energy up and get the staff, you know, back on board, hire, refire, you know, just do everything that needs to be done. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And we'd also actually have a major conversation with the top leader because usually there's a lot going on with that person, like what's going on in their personal life. Why, what, you know, why is his leadership failing? And it usually is something going on in his life too. I mean, so there's a lot that goes on to it. I mean, it's, you know, but anyways. Hey. I tell people how to get a hold of you, and then we'll, we'll close out the show. We're sure. running out of um, time already. You can it literally was quick. find me. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you just Google Carly Lisa Thorne, you can find me on any platform. It's C-A-R-L-Y-A-L-Y-S-S-A-T-H-O-R-N-E, CarlyAlyssaThorne.com. Just Google Carly Lisa Thorne, and you'll find me all over the place. But, uh, yeah, carlisathorn.com, it's been a joy being with you and um, here for you if you have any questions. And I wish everyone a beautiful night, and thank you for having me again. Always a joy. It was my honor and privilege, and I wish you a good night and everybody a good night, and we'll see everybody next week. Thank you, Carly. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.